Welcome to the Reaching Forward podcast. We're happy that you're here with us, and we'd also like to invite you to church. We're having church this Sunday, 9 a.m., weather permitting, because we're outside. It's drive-in church. We're at 1857 Wells Road, and we're in the parking lot, so just drive on up. We have a good time. We worship God. Service is over in about 40 minutes. People are driving away. We usually honk our horns like an amen in the parking lot, but come be with us. Enjoy fellowship, you know, socially distanced fellowship, and let's worship God. Well, let's worship God now. If you're here to worship God, I'm here with you. If you're not here to worship God, yeah, just come worship God anyway. Don't be like that guy just wasting your time. He's, he got fired from the banana plantation. They said he was just wasting resources, and they called him in and uh, you know, fired him, let him go, and... And his friend said, what'd you get fired? He said, I didn't do anything wrong. I just threw out the bent ones. Well, let's look at the word of God. Acts chapter 28 and verse 30. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came in unto him. And with the help of the Lord, I'd like to preach on the thought of a message 2020, unwasted. Father, bless this service. Bless this time of worship. And speak to our hearts about this theme in Jesus' name. In the beginning of this year, I preached a message on 2020 vision, Lord willing. Didn't know that the coronavirus was going to happen, but I remember using a scripture from James and the theme of the message was to say, if God wills, not just make all your plans, but leave room for God. Well, no idea, but plans changed, didn't they? And I believe that some people think that, well, this year's a wash, this year's wasted, I, I can't accomplish anything this year, you know, Disney's hours are curtailed, Starbucks uh, is closed when I come home from work, and this year's kind of a waste. My kids aren't receiving the right education. Let me tell you, I want you to uh, entertain this, 2020, unwasted. This one... Uh, teenagers said that uh, my parents keep telling me I'm wasting my life playing video games. <laughs> and then he said, luckily, I have two lives left. Well, really, this year isn't a waste. And let's look at three things from the account in the book of Acts. That is the church age we're in right now. Acts is where we get this word action. It means doing things. And I would like to look at the life of Paul when he was in military custody in Rome. He was awaiting trial uh, before Caesar to be exonerated of all these charges that were brought to, uh, against him by his people, the religious people. So Paul, the Bible says, dwelt two whole years in his own hired house. He, he was evidently under some type of military custody. And the Bible says he received all that came in unto him. So he wasn't free to leave, but he was allowed to have visitors. I don't think they had the phone where they pick the phone up and you look across that, uh, the glass. But it was, you know, he was able to have some type of visitation in that military custody. 
See, lockdowns doesn't mean you can't do anything. It just means you can do different things. 2020 unwasted. I want to just look at three short things to to kind of throw out to you. And man, if Paul can do it, I can do it. You know, if someone else can do it, you should put it in your mind. You can do it. I have a daughter and uh, I I share with her. I, you know, I say, well, you can't do that. And uh, I've trained her, okay, to say, girls can do anything. Well, what am I saying? You know, that maybe you need to hear that. Maybe you need to hear that, wait, the lockdown doesn't mean that I can't just do anything. This year isn't a waste. It's 2020 unwasted. So the first thing I'd like you to, to, to look at is the possibility of getting some guidance. Get guidance. You see, Paul, before he got saved, he was known as Saul. He was a very busy man. He was someone, the Bible says in Acts chapter 9 and verse 1, and Saul, this is the same as the man we know as Paul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord. Kind of sounds like some people today, right? They're full of hate and uh, breaking things and hurting people. Well, there you go. That was Saul. He went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, meaning Christians, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. You know, it's interesting. We can find ourselves being busy, but you see, God saved Paul. And God made him effective. You know, sometimes when our busyness is taken away, and life can be busy, and sometimes when that busyness is taken away, let's not say, wait, it's a waste. Let's say, wait, maybe God is taking away some of my busyness. God had another mission for the one that was going to be called Paul. And it didn't involve just breathing out threatenings and slaughter, but preaching about the grace that is in Jesus Christ. Paul got saved on the Damascus road, invited Jesus into his life. Well, the first thing we need to do, get guidance. Paul was a man of prayer. In that same Acts chapter 9, the Bible says in verse 10, there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. Ananias wasn't wasting his time, was he? You see, we need to be ready for God to speak to us. He was ready and God had something for him to do. And it's written 2,000 years later. When God gives you something to do, it's of eternal significance. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. Listen to that. He prayed. Paul, after he he had had an encounter with Jesus Christ, he became a man of prayer. And I've seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. You know that when we pray, isn't it like we receive our sight? Not physically, but that's a possibility too. But 
we change our mindset. Have you ever gone to church angry or you feel like you're going to quit serving God and, and you go to church and, and maybe even during the service you're like, God, and you just pray and it changes your mindset. Paul, in the book of Colossians, the Bible says, chapter 1 and verse 8, that this preacher had come and declared unto us your love in the Spirit. And then the apostle Paul said, for this cause we also... Since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. He talks in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, pray without ceasing. You know that the Bible said that Paul was a man of prayer. He got guidance. He got guidance. You know the first thing that we need to do to unwaste our year Get some guidance. And then second, get a goal. Get a goal. When you get that guidance, maybe God will inspire you to do something. Get that goal. Receive it from God. Let him put it down in your heart. Well, what did Paul do on lockdown? The Bible says in verse 31, the very last verse of Acts chapter 28, preaching the kingdom of God. See, well, I can't go preach, but I can receive people in and preach. And teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ. With all confidence, no man forbidding him. Evidently, God had given Paul grace and favor in the sight of the authorities, so they allowed him to preach it. And uh, that's exactly what he did. You know that he couldn't, he wasn't free to go, but in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 12 and 13, you know, since he was under military custody, people that were guarding him were probably in the military. Well, they were close to the palace. So it says, but I would that you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. So that in my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. Word got around that this Paul was there. You see, Paul began to have this goal and he began to preach the kingdom of God. God, no doubt, had this goal in his heart. And the Bible said he also testified to his countrymen, the Jews. In Acts chapter 28, if you look at uh, verses 23 and 24. So they appointed him a day and all these people in verse 23 and he testified of the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus. He was talking about Jesus as a savior. Notice in verse 24, some believed the things which were spoken and some believed not. You're going to have that. But some believed this goal of testifying, you know, God still was making an eternal difference in the lockdown, if you please. If he can do it for Paul, he can do it for your 2020. It's unwasted. He also testified to the Romans. We read in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 22, all the saints salute you, chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. So he testified and won the Romans, some of them, as evidenced in Philippians. He testified and won some of the Jews, his countrymen, for they believed. And also, he did something else. He wrote to the churches. The Bible says he wrote four, or the Bible tells us we have four books 
that are fruits of his labors of his unwasted two years. We have Ephesians, that powerhouse of God's shows our position in the church, the power that we have in Christ. Philippians, that book of joy uh, uh, that we have that says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. The book of Colossians, which shows the, 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 the power and the, uh, the lordship of Jesus Christ. And we have Philemon, four different prison epistles that Paul wrote. You know, when we get a goal, we can set artificial deadlines. You know, one of the things that's a real blessing, I read that or heard it on a podcast, excuse me. Set artificial deadlines. Set your own deadlines. Don't wait for the year to go by and say, well, I'll do something next year. Start it now. Say, well, you know what? I'm going to do something. And the last thing I'd like to share, well, get some guidance. Then get a goal. Then get going. This year has been different. My wife and I usually would probably be doing some more travel, but we haven't. Uh, we usually go to a conference in the spring. We didn't go. <laughs> well, there's other things that we can do. So, done a lot of walking at home because we used to do a lot of door-to-door, but people really don't want you breathing in their face now or shaking their hand, but we meet a lot of people around the place that we live. We walk around the apartment complex where we live. We, we meet a lot of people, and we've had some folks come to church just from walking around. We got going. You know that also I, I, I'm, I'm reading the Word of God. I, this year in 2020, I'm on my fourth time reading through the Word of God from you know the whole Bible. Uh, this year, I taught my daughter how to ride her bike without training wheels. This year, I taught my daughter how to swim. 2020 is unwasted. Get going. You know what an epiphany is? Paul had one. Paul had one, and in Acts chapter 9, verse 6, an epiphany is you know, when you see Jesus. And some people see an epiphany as kind of like a light bulb. But also, you know, if you look at uh, kind of going back to the original understanding of epiphany, it's like a manifestation of God. And it's kind of, you know, uh, grown to meaning seeing an angel or having, you know, a, a great revelation. Well, Paul had an epiphany. In Acts chapter 9 and verse 6, he said, And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Of course, Jesus was so bright when Paul saw him, it was like the noonday sun, that he didn't really see much of his person, but he had a real vision of God. And notice what Paul said. What? Wilt thou have me to do? He said, I know that if I, you had an epiphany, see, people, they'll tell you have an epiphany, and epiphany's good, but there was a tennis player named Andre Agassi, and he was sharing about how he had, what he, what he said was an epiphany. He said, but it's no good unless you do something with it. And Paul had an epiphany, and I believe God speaks to our hearts. God shows us things in our life. Well, let's be like Paul. Let's get going with what God shows us. You know, John Bunyan was a preacher. And he was put in prison for years for preaching. So in, in lockdown, he wrote Pilgrim's Progress. He could have sat there and just felt sorry for himself. It's not fair. Life's not fair, is it? 
But you know, this, this year has been different. And this year has had challenges. And you know, I don't know what the rest of the year holds. But I do know something. There's still time to unwaste this year. And my, my, my prayer for you is, is to do just that. Is to get praying. Get some guidance. Get some guidance from the Lord. If you're not a Christian, ask Christ into your life. Get a goal. Get, get some intentional intentionality in your life. Make some decisions of what you're going to do. And then get going. Start going. Start today. If, if you haven't read your Bible in a while, man, pop it open and read it. If you haven't prayed, prayed in a while, put the YouTube down and go pray. If you haven't talked to anyone about Jesus all this year, go knock on your neighbor's door and invite him to drive up church this Sunday at 9 a.m. Hey, God bless you is our prayer. God can do something in your life. 2020 unwasted. God has something for your life this year. Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came in unto him. What's God going to do in your life in the rest of this year? It's 2020 unwasted. God bless you.